0: ranking the five best relief rentals for the twins to go pick up at the upcoming trade deadline on today's episode of locked on twins. You are locked on twins. Your daily Minnesota twins podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, July 20th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Again, this is Nash Walker. I've been writing at Twins Daily for four seasons, been hosting this podcast for three seasons, and we know the Twins need some bullpen help at the upcoming trade deadline. I'm going to give you my top five rental relievers for the Twins to go target. One of them is a small exception. But all of these guys' guaranteed contracts are only through the rest of 2022. And the reason I picked out rental relievers is you can go look at, you know, 10, 15. There's a smaller list of of guys who are actually admirable and guys you want to go out and get. But controllable relievers from bad teams are not hard to find. You know the names. Dennis Santana, Jorge Lopez. There's a bunch of guys out there who would be interesting for the Twins. But we know they're much more likely to go after rental relievers at the trade deadline. They did it with Romo. They did it with Dyson. Dyson was awful. Sergio was pretty good in the second half of 2019. They're more likely to go after rental relievers, and we know they're more likely to invest in other areas that's not the bullpen, and that has bitten them this year. So they need to go out and get some relievers, and it's not for money this time. It's for prospects. So without further ado, my top five rental relievers for the Twins to go target at the upcoming trade deadline Five, being in fifth place doesn't mean I think you're a bad target. It means I think you're the fifth best target for the Twins. I think they should pursue all five of these guys. I think all of them make sense. And to be honest, getting two of the five makes the most sense. They need at least one high leverage reliever. I put it in this context. They need somebody to pair with you on back there in the eighth or ninth inning. And they need another like sixth or seventh inning guy for depth in the bullpen. Then I'd feel much better about it and they need a frontline starter. Those are the three big needs. I'd say the three big needs, your number one need is you need a high leverage reliever to pair with you on the back end of the bullpen. Your number two need is a very close second. You need a frontline starter. Your number three need is a little bit further back because you hope you can get sixth, seventh inning production out of Giovanni Moran or Jarrell Cotton or Juan Minaya, but a a solid sixth or seventh inning reliever who's not going to cost you a whole lot. So they could use two of these five guys, and it's not just a list that is Limited to these five, there are more than these five who I think are interesting. Matt Moore just missed for the Rangers, who you know we've known for a long time. Pitch for Tampa is resurgent out of, out of the bullpen for the Rangers, a lefty thrown hard. Uh, he's number six, but number five is Michael Givens. And Michael Givens, now 32 years old, has been a good reliever for how long? And he's been a good reliever again in 2022. 292 ERA, 37 innings for the Cubs. Strikeout right near 30%. Walk rate is high. That's kind of par for the course for Michael Givens. Mid-90s fastball. Very good slider. Solid seventh inning guy right now. I think Michael Givens would be like the second acquisition in the bullpen for the Twins. So if they went out and got a front line or back of the rotation, back of the, the bullpen arm, like a high leverage back of the bullpen arm, and then picked up another reliever, Givens would be there another reliever. I think he could be a setup guy. And the thing I really like about Michael Givens is right-handed hitters this year have a 312 OPS against them. They have seven singles, seven hits, all singles. They're like seven for 72 with a 312 OPS against them. Lefties have hit him hard, and that's because he has a plus slider, and that slider plays against righties. I like that about Givens because I think you can match him up against mostly righties, especially in this division. The White Sox are so right-handed. You can spot him up in certain spots. Uh, I like him for that reason. I prefer relievers who can get righties and lefties out, especially with the three batter minimum. If there were no three batter minimum, somebody like Givens is more valuable to me because I can just bring him in to get a righty out and pluck him for the lefty. Uh, But very good numbers overall. Shuts down righties. Just shuts them down. And for that reason, I think it's possible the Twins do pursue Michael Givens pretty heavily leading up to the trade deadline because we've seen them do that with guys before. Sergio Romo is very similar. Like, I would put these two in the same boat. Romo shut down righties 2019, came over to the Twins, did his job, shut down righties with that slider. Givens is very, very similar. Number four, he also has a very good slider. Michael Fulmer, 29 years old. Tigers, 238 ERA in 34 innings, 24% strikeout rate. Walk rate is high. Walk rate's high with uh, four out of these five. That's Life as a reliever. You have good stuff. Your walk rate's gonna be a little higher. And maybe you value the guy who doesn't have a higher walk rate, but that's not Fulmer. Elite slider, his slider, he's moved to the bullpen, you know, longtime starter, a lot of injuries, ineffectiveness now in the bullpen, has been one of the tigers' best relievers this year in a bullpen that's been very, very good for the Tigers. Fulmer, that slider at an average of 90 miles an hour is nasty. Shuts down righties. The one thing with Fulmer, like he's a tiger. It's in division, and I'm not saying it's impossible. You saw the Mariners last year trade Kendall Graveman to the Astros in the middle of a a race for the playoffs. The Mariners won 90 games, missed the postseason, but traded Kendall Graveman, their closer to their division rival in the Astros, and got Abraham Toro in return. So trading for Michael Fulmer in division for a team that season is over. Fulmer's a free agent after this year. He's a rental. It's it's not a crazy thing, but you just don't see it as often as you would see it if Fulmer was somewhere else, if Fulmer was – you know, in Cincinnati or Fulmer was in Chicago, I think he'd be more attainable here than being on Detroit, but it's not out of the realm. They could absolutely go get Michael Fulmer for a mid-level prospect. Uh, I really like him because he does have a great slider. And so does Givens. Like I would put these two pretty close and that's why they're five and four. Givens might cost you less because there's not that toll fee for being in the division, but I like both of these guys. Fulmer a little bit younger, a little bit newer to the bullpen. Givens has more experience. So, uh, you know, Fulmer throws a little bit harder. Could go either way on those two, but that's five and four, Michael Givens uh, and Michael Fulmer. Let's get to the top three. First, sports card investor. Twins fans, you're going to love this. Welcome to the world of sports cards. Reimagine the sports card investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards. Find great deals and profit from the hobby you love. Available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, the sports card investor app is a must-have for baseball fans, it's completely free. You can easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport, with hundreds more added each week. Download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or go to slash locked on. Download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or go to slash locked on. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Lockdown gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers that bet online. It's an ongoing series. Been super fun to see these released. It's available July 18th. It's available now on Lockdown NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Number three, the 37 year old David Robertson. So, two Cubs in my top five here. Robertson, five years older than Givens, has had a better season, 193 ERA, 37 in the third. It's been a resurgence. He didn't pitch in the COVID year, hopped down with Tampa. This is his best year in a while. He's still got that bat-shattering cutter he had when he pitched for the Yankees and in his long career, uh cutter at 93. I call it a bat-shattering cutter because it gets in on lefties. It'll crack your bat on your hands, and it's darting away from righties. It'll break your bat on the end. That's why I call it a bat-shattering cutter. David Robertson, 32% strikeout rate. He's got the highest strikeout rate of any of these five. 12% walk rate is high. Very, very quality setup, man. When I look at David Robertson, like when I look at Michael Givens, I think could be a seventh or eighth inning guy. You know, he's flexible. When I look at Michael Fulmer, he's flexible. Could be a seventh inning guy. Could honestly come in in the sixth inning and pitch. Could pitch in the eighth inning. He's a flexible guy. And that's true of Robertson. Like he could pitch wherever. But when I look at him and I see his profile, I see his experience. His role is very obvious to me. He would be the eighth inning guy for the twins. He would be in what the twins hoped would be a solid role for Emilio Pagan, setting up for Yuan Duran. He's that guy. I think with David Robertson, you would go, you have a lead and the bullpen is, you know, fairly fresh. You would go Jackson the seventh or Thielbar in the seventh, depending on matchups. Robertson in the eighth sets up for Yuan Duran in the ninth. Robertson can close some games too if Duran is down. He could be flexible in that role, but he's very clearly to me a setup guy in the back of this bullpen, an eighth inning guy. I like David Robertson. I do. I like him. I I like, honestly, I like all five of these guys. That's why they're in my top five. I'll tell you, I think Givens, especially given the cost, Givens, the cost is intriguing as your second pickup. Fulmer, I think the cost is going to be a little bit more. So I weigh all of these factors. David Robertson. He's been the name of like the trade deadline in the relief market. Everybody's talking about David Robertson. It's like, where's he gonna go? And it's not like he's this big get, you know, he's 37 years old and throws in the low to mid 90s with that cutter, but he's been like the guy. It feels like everybody's saying we should go get David Robertson. I'm not saying that's that's wrong, but what I will say is this front office has done different things before they've done weird things before where they don't go after the guy everybody's talking about they go after somebody else they acquire somebody you don't expect like Michael Fulmer or like Gregory Soto in Detroit like an division reliever Michael Givens maybe fits that mold but he's he's a very obvious target for me I mean all these guys are obvious targets number two is the most unique on the list of the five he's the most unique because yes he's a rental in that this is his last guaranteed year but he has a 2023 team option. Um, Anthony Bass, who's pitching for the Marlins, he's actually been the best of these five in terms of results. 136 ERA and 39 and two-thirds. His FIP is at 213, so it's not smoke and mirrors. 95 with the sinker, 86 with the slider at a 58% clip in usage. Throws his slider six out of 10 times, essentially. Six out of every 10 pitches is a slider. And uh, if that doesn't scream Minnesota Twins, I don't know what does. 25% 25% strikeout rate, 5% walk rate, pretty clearly a seventh or eighth inning guy if you were to join the twins, has been outstanding. He's been amazing for the Marlins this year. Ben lights out, and Aram Layton wrote about the Marlins today and, and their approach at the deadline and wrote that they could deal Anthony Bass, you know, like get some value for Anthony Bass right now and sell him, sell him at his highest. And he speculated that the Marlins would be able to get a mid-level prospect for Anthony Bass. And when we say mid-level, that's like the 10 to 15 range in the twin system. It's still going to hurt. You know, it's still going to hurt. But these are relievers we're talking about. So if one of the best relievers on the market, somebody I trust and somebody who is an expert on the Marlins, he thinks that Anthony Bass would net a mid-level prospect. It's just hard to imagine like Michael Givens or David Robertson or Michael Fulmer commanding a bunch in prospect capital. And that's why I have confidence that the front office is going to get it done for the twins, because this is not frontline starting pitching. This is not, you know, a, a center fielder. You need to go get, this is a reliever, a rental reliever, a 37 year old in Robertson's case, 32 year old, Michael Gibbons on a team that needs to trade them. Like they're, they, they don't need to, but like, they're going to trade these guys. The Cubs are going nowhere and they're free agents after this season, there will be more than one suitor for them. You still have to win a little bit of a bidding war, but they're just not going to cost you an arm and a leg, and we saw that with the Romo deal. Like Lewin Diaz, haven't even heard about him in the Marlins system since they acquired Sergio Romo and Chris Valamont in that deal. And that's that's not a knock on on Diaz as much of it is just a, a tip of the cap to how much it costs to acquire a rental reliever. It's it's not very much at all. Who's my number one guy? My number one rental reliever. The twins should go out and target. I'm going to tell you after this word from built bar from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You have probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at built have given coconut brownie chunk, the puffs treatment. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor. You love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness, but stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, High protein and all delicious coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. Go to built.com, use promo code locked15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked15 at built.com. Go get your hands on these coconut chunk built puff bars. So delicious. Use code locked15 and get 15% off your order at built.com. My number one rental reliever for the Twins to target has a 2.02 ERA this year in 35 and two-thirds innings. FIP is a little high at 350. 29% strikeout rate, 12% walk rate. Throws 98, averages 98 on his sinker with a great slider. Big right handed reliever, Daniel Bard from the Colorado Rockies. We actually saw him in the Rockies series at Target Field. Electric, electric, electric stuff. And yes, the walk rate is high. It's the same as David Robertson. You know, it's essentially the same as Fulmer and Givens. So it's it's about average for this list. Still high at 12%. He's walking too many guys. Incredible movement on his pitches. The sinker is a turbo sinker. Hard. Throws it up in the zone. Throws it down in the zone. Gets a ton of ground balls. Ground ball rate is top 15 among qualified relievers. The strikeout rate is, is near 30%. He's been very good this year. And his story was well documented in 2020. Was once a first-round pick. Highly touted relief prospect in the Red Sox system had an amazing season. I think it was in 2010 and then stopped throwing strikes and was out of the league for seven years, came back and has been amazing this year for the Rockies. As I said, turbo sync, incredible stuff. He's got the best stuff. I think if you look at the entire relief market, guys we know are available on teams that are going nowhere and have relievers who are free agents at the end of this year or the end of next year. I think Daniel Bard has the best stuff on the relief market. He's 37 years old, but he throws he reaches 100 with that sinker and he's got a nasty slider. Nasty. shuts down right-handed hitters. Lefties haven't done much against him either. He's tough. Like he's super super tough. Bunch of ground balls, strikeouts. Daniel Bard, the reason I I ranked him number 1 here is because his stuff has matched results. He doesn't have the lowest ERA on this list. He's actually like third in in lowest ERA. He doesn't even have the highest strikeout rate. That's David Robertson at 32%. But he has stuff that gets outs in the postseason. I think so often we're swayed by results, as we should be. Like David Robertson, that's amazing. He's 37 years old, and he's got a 193 ERA. When we're looking at predictive measures and into the postseason, Daniel Bard is the type of guy who gets outs in the postseason. Yohan Duran is the type of guy who gets outs in the postseason. I, I can't say that about many rental relievers, and that's not to say Givens, Fulmer, Robertson, or Bass wouldn't pick, pitch and couldn't pitch effectively in a playoff game. Daniel Bard's is just the one guy who stands out to me who, this is a guy I would like to see on the mound and, and put your best against our you know hard-throwing setup guy or closer. He could close. He could co-close. He's 20 for 22 in save attempts this year for the Rockies. He can do it all. If you want him to pitch the eighth, he can pitch the eighth. If you want him to close when Durons down, he has experience doing that this year. He's saved 20 games at the break. I think Daniel Bard makes a ton of sense for the Twins. He is a free agent after this year. He's not going to cost you as much as he might if he had some team control or if he wasn't 37 years old with some command issues. This stuff is just incredible. The upside on him for me in the second half is, is there. If he replicates his first half, that would... Change the entire scope of the Twins' bullpen if he is who he's been for this first half. There's a chance he explodes, that he walks too many, he already walks too many, uh, that it doesn't work out, he gets hurt, something happens. But if he's healthy and he puts up the first half he just had in the second half, you have two legitimate, high-caliber, high-leverage, fire-breathing right-handed relievers in the back of the bullpen with Duran and Bard. Two guys who can reach 100. You know, one of them, they're different though, which I really like because Bard would set up for Duran and Duran would set up for Bard. Very different. Bard is hard sink at at 98 to 100 with a great slider. Yohan Duran is four seam at 100 to 103 up in the zone. And then he'll beat you with a curveball in that splinker. So they're different. It's a different look for a hitter. The ball moves differently from Bard and Duran. I think they would pair up and be outstanding together in the back of that bullpen. They would, they would be tough. Like if the twins had a lead. Now when the twins have a lead going into the seventh inning, you're like, oof, who's gonna get these outs, especially if Duran's down. But if they have a lead going into the seventh inning and you have Griffin Jacks, Daniel Bard, and Yoan Duran available, you feel you feel much better about locking down that win than you did before the trade deadline. I love Daniel Bard. He's my number one target for the twins on the relief market that includes guys who are under team control beyond this year because when you combine cost, the viability, the player, the talent, the experience, I think Daniel Bard checks all the boxes for the Twins. I would be excited if they got Givens or Fulmer or Robertson or Bass or Bard, but an ideal scenario for me at the trade deadline in the relief market is they trade for Daniel Bard and they trade for Michael Givens and you have four. Then you have four guys you can reasonably rely on in the late innings in Jacks Duran, Bard, and Givens. If you matched up two of these guys, you went out and got two of them, the bullpen picture looks completely different. Even if you only got Bard, the bullpen picture looks a lot brighter. Nothing's guaranteed. It doesn't mean he's going to produce. It doesn't mean that he's going to get it done, but I would love if the Twins went out and got Daniel Bard, who I think has the best stuff on this relief market. Let me know what you think about these five if I missed anybody. I know Matt Moore was a consideration. Some other guys out there. I like Tanner Rainey in Washington as a higher upside play, but he just blew out his arm. He's done for the season. Let me know what you think. Comment, like, subscribe. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day, and I'll make your second listen. Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB Stars of Tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Again, my top five relievers for the Twins to target. Daniel Bard, one. Anthony Bass, two. David Robertson, three. Michael Fulmer, four. Michael Givens. Five. Let me know what you think. Thanks so much. Go twins.